Good Wednesday morning. Today is December the 19th. It is 8 a.m. and we are here for another Closet Conversations with Cody. I'm so excited to be here. I've had so much fun doing this little Christmas teaching series. Believe it or not, we are on the ninth day of Christmas already, and we are going to talk about the nine ladies dancing today. Also, before we even get into anything, make sure that you watch this video until the end. We are going to have a very special guest who's going to make an appearance at the end of the video, and she is going to teach us about the nine ladies dancing. So I wanted to go ahead and throw that out in the, in the, in the beginning, watch all the way until the end. So we'll see how many people stick stick around for the for the surprise. But if you haven't been tuning in, we've been talking about the 12 days of Christmas, and, and we've covered a lot of, of ground and a lot of content. All we're doing is, is returning our focus and our attention on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, making sure that we don't get caught up in, in the hustle and bustle of the holiday, but rather we're, we're focusing and being intent on Jesus. And we're also being intent, we have that intention of walking around and making sure we're looking for opportunities to share the love of Jesus with the crowd, with the people, with your family, friends, etc. So we've talked about every single day. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but if you're watching for the first time, now is the time to share your faith, to share the, the love of Jesus with people because it's Christmas. Christmas and Easter are the two most attended Christmas days, or I'm sorry, two most attended church days of all the year. So Christmas and Easter, make it count. You've got seven days, six days. Today's the 19th. I already said that. Anyway, so what we talked about yesterday, we talked about the eight maids, I think it's eight maids of milking, that's right. And we learned about the Beatitudes that was found in Matthew 5. Jesus was doing the Sermon on the Mount. And we, and we talked about the Beatitudes and how, you know, we learned about the 10, we're, we're going to learn about the 10 commandments tomorrow, but the 10 commandments were a list of thou shall nots. And, and the Beatitudes came from Jesus and it was all hope. It was all the promise of salvation. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor or those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That was just a, just a little sneak peek of what we talked about yesterday. Very powerful. So if you did not get to listen to that, go back and listen to it on our podcast channel or on the YouTube channel. But without further ado, we're going to hop right in to today and talk about the nine ladies dancing, which stands for the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. So I'm excited like I said, for we've got a couple of people that just hopped on. Make sure you stay until the end. We have a special surprise for you. So we, we learned about the fruit of the Spirit in the book of Galatians, and it's, it's specifically chapter 5. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open to Galatians 5. This New Testament, Galatians 5. And we're going to go to verse 22 and verse 23. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no 
law. And I read this and I was, I, I've read it multiple times as, as I've, you know, been studying and we've talked about the fruit of the spirit before on closet conversation. So I'm very familiar with it, but every time I read it, I just pause and I say, God, I want that fruit to show up in my life. I, I just, I want that. Do I have love? Do I show love in the fruit of the tree? Do I show joy? Is that, is that fruit on my tree? Is there peace in my life? Is there long suffering? Is there kindness? Is there goodness? Is there faithfulness, gentleness, self-control? We, we have to, if we could picture ourselves as a tree, and, and it talks about that in uh, John 15, it talks about that we are the vine and, or he is the vine and we are the branches. So not necessarily a tree, but you understand if we can picture ourselves as, as a spiritual tree, and what type of fruit do you have growing on that? And what type of fruit do you want? And we're going to dive into, we're going to do a little bit of background and then we're going to talk about each of these. So the Greek word fruit, this is where the teaching comes in. The Greek word fruit refers to the natural product of a living thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fruit of the spirit is produced by the spirit. It's not something that we can come out and we can fabricate. We, we, we can have joy, but it's because we have the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So it, it, we can't fabricate it. It's not that we can, we can walk around with a facade or a mask on. The fruit of the Spirit is produced by the Spirit. And one, one thing I want to touch on, if you go back up and look at that, that verse, but the fruit of the Spirit is... Dun, 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 Notice that it says fruit. It's singular. It is not plural, meaning that that one fruit has all of that combined in it, right? So the the Greek word is singular, and it's a unified whole. It's not separate. It's not separate. Does the, do we have that growing on us? As a, as the tree continues to grow, and and we're it's no different than than the natural. And our Christian walk is no different than, than planting a seed. If, if you if follow along, track along with me. So if I plant a seed in the ground and, and I have to tend to it, I have to water it, have to make sure that it gets everything that it needs, that new seed would be a new Christian just receiving their salvation. Okay. So the, the more experienced Christians or the, the master gardener has to water and tend to the seed. And when that master gardener or, or the helpers, the, the, the experienced brothers and sisters in Christ, when they water that seed, all of a sudden that seed starts growing. And once, once it starts growing, you're going to, we continue to progress through the cycles of the Christianity. So we don't start out becoming a pastor. We don't start out just radically. We, we can, I mean, we look at, we look at Paul and Saul, but but you have to understand what Saul was doing before was he was persecuting the Christians, and then now Paul was was saving or was 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 preaching the gospel. So he he had used what he was doing before to now. When as we become new Christians, I mean, if I look at my life, I didn't just come out and start preaching the gospel. I had to learn. I had to learn what it looked like. I had to learn what it was to receive and to give grace. I had to learn about the Bible. I had to learn about my Savior. And, and it's because 
I tended to the seed that it grew up into the fruit that it is now. Is this making sense? As our tree continues to grow, more and more fruit will be produced. We must constantly rid ourselves of the things that will prohibit the growth of our tree. If any of you have done any gardening, you'll know how exhausting it can be if you don't tend to the garden every single day. We attempted a garden last year and it quickly got overrun with weeds because I did not tend to it every single day. The weeds in the garden, I know we're talking about the fruit, but the weeds in the garden, the garden is our heart. The garden is what are we allowing to put, what are we putting in ourselves? Are we putting in things? Are we planting seeds? Are we allowing things to come in, weeds that come in that are going to overtake the fruit that is supposed to be planted in our garden? The, 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 the fleshly things is what we have to be on guard against. That's, that's the weed killer that we have to be against. Now, Paul talks about in a couple verses before the fruit of the Spirit. Go back to, so if you have your Bibles, go back to Galatians 5, and we're going to talk about 19 through 20. Now, the works of the flesh, these, these are the fleshly. This is the weeds that are going to come in and stifle the fruit of the Spirit. This is what we have to be on guard against. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are, here we go, hold on to your seats, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. If we have any of that in our life, those are the weeds that creep in and try to kill the fruit of the Spirit. It's a heavy list. It's a heavy list. And, and when I look at my, my, you know, my previous life, I, I had a lot of those locked up. And, and no wonder Jesus or the Holy Spirit couldn't move in my life because I had to get rid of that stuff. I had to get rid of the adultery. I had to get rid of the fornication. I had to get rid of the, the hatred. I had to get rid of the jealousy, the outburst of wrath, the anger. I had to get rid of all that stuff to be able to produce the fruit that I have now. Is this making sense? Good. Once we flee from the fleshly desires, God begins his work. As soon as you make that conscious decision and say, and it could be today, it could be right now. You could be listening and you could say, I'm done. I don't want to be a puppet anymore for the enemy. I want to serve the living God, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. I want to serve him. No more will I serve the enemy. And, and, and put your foot down and say, I'm done. I'm turning from that at that moment. God knows your heart, and he would see that, and instantly you are going to begin to start producing the fruit of the Spirit. But we, we, God can't do it for us. He can't. We have that free will. If you look at Adam and Eve, he told them, 
go be fruitful and multiply name all the name all the animals and everything in the air in the sea and anything that walks you have dominion over that he gave them instructions he gave them that free will but because the enemy came in and they had their free will they diverted from god's plan they diverted and because they diverted there was a separation that wasn't in my notes that was a freebie <laughs> so <clears throat> once we flee from the fleshly desires he can begin his work second corinthians 3 17 and 18 now this where the spirit of the lord is there is liberty but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord okay so that's that's the background let's talk about each of the the different adjectives of the fruit of the spirit so we're going to talk about love and we're going to go through this quickly because it is we, I, we want to get to the surprise we have seven people still watching so we want to get to the surprise at the end so love true biblical love is a choice it's not a feeling it's a choice not a feeling it deliberately expresses itself in loving ways and always seeks the welfare of others biblical love is dependent on the giver's character not emotion we could stop right there amen done we're, we're closing in prayer biblical love is dependent on the giver's character not emotion emotion it, it comes and goes I feel joy, I feel this, I feel that, I feel that. That, that comes and goes. The character, though, are you walking around, do you possess the character that says, I just love people? I just want to love people the way that Jesus loved them. Do you have that in your character? It's not, hey, Cody bought me this or Cody did this for me, so I love Cody. I wonder what else I can get from Cody. No, it's I love people. Cody is a child of God, so I'm going to love him with everything I have. Amen? Love chooses to set aside one's own preferences, desires, and sometimes even needs to put the other person first. We learned about that on, uh, on day three, where we, learned, we read 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not boast. That's love. It, isn't, it, isn't it incredible how the 12 days of Christmas has all intertwined? If you have not been following along, you've got to go back and listen to each day. They all literally intertwine. And it's this one beautiful Christmas story about our Savior, about Jesus. I'm getting fired up this morning. Can anyone tell? Joy. Sometimes we Christians tend to downplay the meaning of joy. And this is just from a study that I found. But the Greek word is translated as joy in Galatians 5 means gladness and delight. Basically the same thing that the world means when it talks about joy. And it is a feeling of gladness based on our circumstances. Now, we understand that there's a difference between happy and joyful or happy and joy or, you know, how are you feeling today? Um but but joy is it's a constant if you think about a roller coaster happiness can come and go right joy 
it's a straight line. It's I'm a joyful. I choose to be joyful if I'm if I'm in the valley, and I choose to be joyful if I'm on the mountaintop. It's all about joy, and it's our perspective. So if we have our perspective right, if we're in the valley, and listen, we're going through trials. I've been there. I, I had a major valley this summer. I, I I've been there. But if you can choose to see the goodness of it and you can find the joy out of the situation, maybe it's a, just a simple fact of, yes, I'm in the valley right now, but my God, what is he going to do for me on the mountaintop? Maybe that's, maybe that's what you need. Maybe you're going through a valley. Find your joy in the valley. As we cling tight to Jesus, abiding daily in our saving relationship with him, we will experience the fullness of joy he promised. That was John 15, 4 through 11. Peace. The world cannot give it because the world doesn't know the one who is peace. Amen. But for those who have the spirit of peace within us, the peace of Christ is possible no matter our circumstances. That was John 14, 27. The book of Philippians tells us in, in 4, 4 through 9, first, we, we talked about this too on, on, our, on our devotion. First, choose to rejoice in God and who he is. Second, bring all your worries, fears, and concerns to God in prayer. Third, fill your mind with God's truth. And fourth, choose to think about the things of God. That was the famous verse, do not worry. Cast your cares upon me and then go into that. Patience. We don't see much patience in the world today. My goodness, especially not during Christmas time. Has anyone driven around the mall trying to find a parking spot? How many of us are walking in patience right now? We don't see it. Not even in the church. Oh, boy. Oh boy, got my parking spot, took my, took my seat, waiting for something. The patience is not there. Maybe part of the reason is because we're in a fast-paced everything on the go. I can pre-order my Starbucks. I can pre-order my Taco Bell. I can pre-order my Zaxby's. I don't have to stop. I'm just going to go, 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 go. But in that, we get lost. We lose the patience. And when we lose our patience, the grace goes. Because if we don't have the patience, if I don't have the patience, for example, I'll just go, I'll just make my wife blush here. Last night, I had to be patient to allow her to get ready for our, our anniversary dinner. And because I allowed the patience, I was able to benefit from the beautiful work that she did. She was absolutely outstanding gorgeous outstandingly gorgeous but if i wasn't patient and i was and i rushed her i would have missed out on that is she would she have still been beautiful don't don't read between the lines of course she would have been beautiful but what i'm saying is we all need extra patience especially right now during christmas patient people put up with circumstances and other people even when severely tired i'm working on that so christiana don't put any comments down there that that I need, I, I know I need to work on. I'm being transparent before all of you today. Patient people display endurance, long suffering, and perseverance. The New Testament also specifically connects patience with sharing the gospel. Now, here was the thing that hit me right in the gut. God is patient as he waits for the lost to come to him. And he calls his people to be patient as we extend the offer of salvation in Christ to others. Gosh, I mean, it, it really hit me to think how patient 
God was. He had to wait 22, 23 years to get to me. 23 years. And he did that through Christiana. He had to wait 23. How, how long? Some of us are on here. Maybe, maybe, not, maybe they don't know him or someone that's listening. Maybe they don't know him. How long are you going to make Jesus wait until he can have you? Until, until you choose to take up your rightful spot as an heir to the kingdom. How long are you going to wait? My goodness. Kindness and goodness. Together, they present the picture of the one who not only possesses moral goodness and integrity, but also generously expresses it in the way they act toward others. This goodness in action reflects God's kindness and goodness towards us. God demonstrated his kindness and goodness to us in our salvation, Titus 3, 4, and will continue to show the immeasurable riches of grace, of his grace and kindness towards us. We're almost done. Three more. Let me go ahead and get our surprise ready. I'm just going to do this. Pardon me. I'm just texting. Okay. So faithfulness, to be faithful is to be reliable or trustworthy. For the Christian, this is faithfulness specifically to the Savior who redeemed us. Christian faithfulness, therefore, is continued and consistent submission and obedience to the same Spirit who provides the ability for us to be faithful. The word also describes someone willing to suffer persecution or and even death for Christ's sake. We, we talked about that yesterday in the Beatitudes. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all, come on in, in all persecutions and trials you are enduring. We're almost done. Two more, and then the special surprise just got here. Okay. Gentleness, meekness is closely linked to humility. Gentleness is the grace of the soul. It is not the weakness, but instead it is strength under control. For instance, in Paul's second letter to Timothy, he wrote that the Lord's servant will correct his opponents with gentleness. And he wrote that he we've been caught in sin and should be restored to a spirit of gentleness. Gentleness is the opposite of self-assertiveness and self-interest. It is also the key ingredient. Here we go. It's also the key ingredient in unity and peace within the body of Christ. Amen. Last one, self-control. And then our special treat. The last characteristic in Paul's description of the fruit of the Spirit points us back to the list of the works of the flesh. Those of us with the indwelling Holy Spirit has the strength to control our sinful desires to say no to our flesh. The last one, self-control, points all the way back to saying, listen, flee from that sinful desire. Flee from the weeds that are taking, that are going to try to take over that garden and prohibit the fruit of the Spirit growing in your life. Amen. 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 All right. Are you ready? You got, she has donut all over her face. Bless her. Bless her. It's all right. All right. So what we're going to do is Grace and Reagan and Ollie have have um, been been learning in, in homeschool that the the fruit of the Spirit. And so how did you learn about the fruit of the Spirit? Tell everybody. Um, I learned from seeing it, and then we got to know it better. Seeing it? Singing. It. Oh, singing. Are you going to sing for us? 
Okay. All right. So that is a special treat. We had, we had not, we have, look, we have nine people watching 10. So we have 10 people watching. So 10 people are going to hear you sing. All right. Are you ready, mommy? Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. Ready, guys? Yes. All right. Here we go. I want to grow. I want to grow. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. I want to grow. I want to grow. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. Joy, peace. Faithfulness. Oh, wait, you missed one. Patience, kindness, goodness. Faithfulness. Wait. Patience, kindness, goodness. Patience, kindness, goodness. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Gentleness. Self-control. Self-control. Self no. I want to grow. Yay! Big round of applause for Gracie. Good job. I know we, we, we practiced a little bit this morning, but thank you, Mommy, for for bringing Grace in. Doesn't she look beautiful in her Christmas attire? But thank you for tuning in. We, Grace and I would love to pray for you so we can get you on your way to start your day. Do you want to, you want to start the prayer and then I'll finish it? No, thank you. Alrighty then. Father, we just thank you for, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that we've learned about the fruit of the spirit, that it's important for us to demonstrate that fruit especially during this time of near Christmas. Lord, we thank you that, that everything that you've been teaching us for this, for this teaching series has all been just intertwined and, and all points back to you. So, Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for, for, for Grace and Mommy singing that song to help us learn about the fruit of the Spirit. We thank you for all the people that tuned in today that are going to share this video, that are going to be affected by this video. Lord, we just pray that you would just show them your love and your mercy and your kindness and your grace. Lord, that they would just fall in love with you if they don't know you today. And if they do know you, Lord, let them fall deeper in love with you. Father, we ask for forgiveness of our sins. We thank you for the blessings that you're, you're going to bestow upon us today. Thank you for our divine appointments. And Lord, we just we thank you for going before us and fighting our battles. We, we thank you that your mercies are new every single day. And Lord, we put on the full armor of God as we prepare for battle. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you, guys. We will see you bright and early tomorrow. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.